nice out now game game Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Chet, and I'll be your DM for tonight, and the players with me are... Andrea. Hello. Cora. Lockdown nap time. Mood. Mood, yeah. Richard. Hello. And Dia. Yeah, um, I was having a lockdown nap until half an hour, well, just over half an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, peeps, it's been a while since we last played together, and uh, since today is a state holiday in my country, I've been spending all day protesting it because I don't like our current government, so uh, I've been all completely focused on that and have no idea what happened last time. Can anybody please remind me? Well, Frida introduced herself to us and offered to help. Uh, she asked where Darren was. We were suspicious of her and decided to split up and meet back on the road, uh, on the road out of town. Before we left, we were seen and heard yelling. Dawn was being chased by two people. He parkoured up buildings and onto a roof. Kasny turned into an alley full of barrels and he tripped while trying to climb over them. Marjorie cast Longstrider on Cherry so he could run faster and they zoom off. They ploughed through a preacher giving a sermon in the street who was knocked to the floor. Decla bumped into a half-orc carrying fish who then tried to start a fight with her. She cast sanctuary on herself and left, pursued by the half-orc who was loudly accusing her of pickpocketing from her. Dawn clambered over rooftops until he encountered a group of people fixing a roof uh, who yelled at him. Uh, He dashed past them. Kasny ducked down an alley and got stuck behind a woman dragging a goat into a butcher's shop. He stopped briefly to talk to her and offered to help her, but she declined. He ran on, but his pursuers were catching up. Marjorie dashed on Cherry, causing a wave of destruction. Decla's path was blocked by a cabbage cart, and she tried to get over it, but managed to knock the cart over. The orc fish lady was still pursuing, but was not keeping up. Dawn slipped on a tile. He managed to keep on his feet, but flailed clumsily, and the tile fell down and smashed in the street, attracting the attention of his pursuers. He jumped down into a different alley and cast disguise self to become a black-haired human with a beard and a bit of a gut. He walked out into the street and guards asked him if he'd seen him and he said no <laughs> but that he'd heard a crash in an alley. The guards left. Kasny left the alley and headed left past a bar brawl. He thro- he threw a coin in the middle to distract them long enough to get past. He ducked into an alley and cast disguise self again to become a brunette human teen boy with slight acne, then returned to the street. Marjorie's path was blocked by two people carrying a stained glass window. She and Cherry smashed through it. They reached the gate, but it was blocked by guards with spears. Marjorie cast jump on Cherry, who leaped over the guards, and they ran to freedom. It was majestic. (laughs) Yes, it was. It really was. That was a moment. Decla got to the docks and gave a goblin five gold for his raft. He seemed suspicious, but she told him he would, she would leave it for him to collect, but that she would prefer to go by herself. She got out of town. Dawn and Kasny, now adequately disguised, were able to escape easily. They all managed to meet up again outside the town, and we made plans to head over to Marjorie's grandson's house. Yeah, Mert. That's his name. Looking forward to meeting him. You're on the road. Yeah, he left the city, um sometime in the afternoon and you uh you walk uh, for quite a while uh, to the road uh, further north and uh you know it get uh it gets dark you make camp uh you take watches nothing interesting happens uh and in the morning you continue your way and uh as you continue walking up the road uh dawn uh, you see a black mist swirling and it uh, swirls in front of you and it turns into a raven and it clicks clicks its beak. Ah, right. And the raven says, We'll be waiting at location. Need more details before we agree. Not friends willing to reassess depending on the job. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> Dawn sighs and beckons Kasny over. Ah, uh, yes. And goes, uh, 
So we got the message back. Bit late, but I believe you wanted to send. Yes, it just seems polite. They don't. Otherwise, they're just going to be waiting around for you know a message about it. You know, we should we should let them know that, know what's going on. Uh, Dawn hands the bird to you. Can the bird carry some gold? Because I was going to give them a little bit of gold for their trouble. Well, it transforms into a mist, so no. Right, that's inconvenient. I'll probably post them some gold from another town if that's something I can do. I mean, there's banks, but I don't think that... that well, there isn't a bank they can get to. They live in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Okay, okay so I shall... I shall um, I shall write them. Uh, I mean, you you can you can ask your like you can ask for yes advice. yes um yeah. Does anyone have any sort of particular ideas what to say? I mean, I was just going to say that um, that the plans changed unexpectedly and that we'd no longer need their help. And sorry to bother them. I would say I wouldn't say this. The plan has changed and we don't need them anymore because that Im- like might make them think that. We've decided not to, you know, partner with them, rather than we're not going ahead with any of it anymore. The cha- the, the plan cha- changed unexpectedly. I was going to say that that. Um... Dawn will pipe up. Say that is far too cliche. Well, what would you say? Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Due to local developments, we have had to postpone our engagement. Postponed. It's not postponed. It's cancelled. Due to local situations, we have had to flee the law. I am sure you understand. <laughs> Sorry for the inconvenience. I mean, if you want, if you want to be so crass about it, but essentially, yes. Also, you know, being fired by the person who was integral to the plan going ahead, and situation changing completely. How about we don't give incriminating information to a bunch of relative strangers? I mean, that is probably a good idea. But don't say postponed. Yeah, because that implies we're going to need them in the future. We might. No, we won't. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's probably best to say that things have been cancelled. But then why completely cut them off? We might have a use for them later. We're not completely cutting them off. We're just saying that this particular plan is no longer going ahead. We're not saying it's postponed, otherwise they'll expect something to come of it in the future. Is it... The relationship is postponed. It... <laughs> No, that's not how relationships work. Yeah, I I think you're not really understanding how this whole thing is. Um, Dawn is on a break with all of his uh, partners. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we say that it's been cancelled doesn't mean we can't contact them again should we need their help. But we should tell them that we don't need their help because otherwise they're going to expect to hear from us again. And that was the entire point of this, of this message. We can just say... Unfortunately, the plan has fallen through. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond our control. <laughs> 25 words. Is it? Oh, yeah, shit, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Bullshit. Um, right. Read it out loud. Due to circumstances beyond our control, the plan is no longer feasible. If we need your help in the future, we will be in touch. How does that sound? Um, okay, so... Kasni, Kasni, uh, uh, unless someone has any uh, objections to this, Kasni will uh, will use that one. Dawn likes the phrasing because it implies that they work for us. Okay. It's also very, very non non specific, non incriminating. Doesn't even have our names in it, but they will recognise the Black Raven, so it should be good. Yes. Due to circumstances beyond our control, the plan is no longer feasible. If we need your help in the future, we will be in touch. Okay. I'll try and make a note to... Uh, oh, then how can I mail them something? Because they live in the middle of the... Ah, never mind. I'll just have to give up on that plan. If we're back in the area, I might try and find them, but... Dear Crazy Skull Bandits, here is the money I gave you. The postal system is completely trustworthy. <laughs> 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 we are not wanted fugitives at all. <laughs> it's a good thing they haven't invented serial numbers yet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Alright, so we head on towards, I don't know, grandnephew uh, McMartry. What, 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 what's the name of the place we're going? I did know it. We're going to Nearpart, where my 
grandfather, grand, no, grandfather, that's stupid. He's way dead. <laughs> uh, grandson Mert lives. He, uh, he lives there with his, his wife. Uh, she does flower stuff, I think. <laughs> you sounded so scornful. Well, sorry. She, I'm, <laughs> I'm not judging. She can do flower stuff if she wants. <laughs> Heck yeah. Look, they're, they're nice people. I, I will have a nice time just ix, ix day on the, on the Oberay, right? That a what? Uh, stay on the Oberay. Ix, ix stay on the Oberay, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I get it. Sorry. It didn't click immediately. I think that's how you say it. I don't speak thieves can't. Anyway. Assuming we move down the road. So yeah, at some point as we're walking along, uh, as we're walking along, um, Kazni will just sort of put his hand in his pocket and be like, uh, and and sort of his fingers touch something kind of slightly cold and metallic and and round, and he picks it out and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about this. Um, Marjorie. Yes. Do you you know a lot about like magical artifacts and things, right? Um, I bought this just before we met up with you. Um. Uh, you know, the, the other day before before uh, before all, all this started going uh, a bit wild, um, uh, <laughs> I I bought uh, yeah I bought this in the market. It, it seems to have some sort of transmutation magic on it, but I'm afraid I I don't have the skill to be able to work out exactly what it is. Um, do you want to have a look? And what is it? Can you can you describe it for us? It is a um, small copper ball. It is larger than a marble. Is it? How would you say it compared to the size of a golf ball? Smaller? Slight, slightly bigger than a golf ball. So it's, a, it's just slightly bigger than a golf ball. It is uh, apparently made of copper. I think it's quite smooth, isn't it? It's got unusual markings on it. Oh, it has markings on it. All right. Okay. Cool. And um, does it does it rattle? Does it does it feel just? Does it feel quite solid? Like all the way through? It feels it feels quite solid. Okay. So I um I'll um I'll hand it over to Marjorie to have a look at. Yeah, I figured this sort of... It seems like your sort of thing, you know. Yeah, uh, so Marjorie, like, uh, reaches out and, like, grabs a magnifying glass from her pocket and looks at it and goes, like, mm, yes, this looks like the sort of thing I could identify if we had any shops nearby, but... Dawn, Dawn's looking over Marjorie's shoulder at this. Both of you will roll me. Arcana, Dawn, I would allow you to roll history. Okay, yeah, sure. Arcana is my specialty. 23. Oh, nice. Uh, my history was only a 12. My arcana is not as good as Marjorie, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Dawn, through the history, it does seem familiar. It does... You do feel like you've seen something similar before, but you can't really place it right now. Um, can I cast Detect Magic on it? I've already done that. That's It's just transmuta- transmutation. Okay. Dawn will leave it for Marjorie and spend the rest of the time racking his brain to see if he can figure out where he's seen it before. Yeah, Marjorie, you uh, pull out the magnifying glass, you turn it around. It looks very solid, but you can you can sort of tell through the... There's various uh, straight lines uh, edged down one half of it. And uh, through, through, like you can tell that that these lines would sort of fold out of the ball into something like tiny legs. Cool. Yeah. I, I, oh, is it, it seems, like a tiny servant or something? It seems to be some kind of spider robot, maybe? Or bug robot? Or similar kind of multiple later robots. In fact, what's your perception? Uh, my perception? In fact, if you're spending time on this, you know, paying attention to the ball, looking it over, you... I would just say, yeah, you, uh, you find a tiny uh, tiny engraving of an ant uh, along one of the symbols. It's, it's an ant of some sort, maybe. Does that trigger anything for me, Judge? It doesn't seem to. I, I hand it back to Cassie, and I say, well, I don't know how to activate it, but try uh, uh, try meditating on it for a while next time you, we take a rest, and maybe you'll be able to figure out what it does. Interesting. Thank you. Are you going to use the identify ritual? Uh, no, I can't because I realized I don't have the uh, uh, the pearl component. Yeah, the pearl. I have sixteen hundred gold. I don't have a pearl. <laughs> if do you mention this? Yes. GM, is it entirely outside the realms of impossibility that Dawn would have a pearl just as part of his clothes? 
a pearl worth 50 gold? I mean... I mean, it's Dawn. Let's be real. Yeah, but fine clothes don't cost 50 gold. And they don't include rare and ridiculously expensive jewellery. Then again, it's Dawn. Actually, you know what? Roll me a die. Odds or evens. Um, I will take odds. Nine. There you go. I, I'm missing a pearl. So I can't do the identify ritual, unfortunately. And you and uh, your eyes uh, pan over to Dawn and his turban, and you see on, in the middle of his forehead holding the turban together is such a lovely brooch, and there's a large pearl on it, shining in the... Oh, no, Dawn wouldn't give that up. You do have a pearl, though. The pearl isn't consumed, though, is it? No. No, it's a focus. Exactly. Uh, would Dawn know that? Uh, let me make an arcana roll for him. But, does, but Dawn doesn't know that I've seen the pearl in his hat yet. No, but you were saying, Pearl, Dawn wants to give you a pearl. Oh, yeah, fair. But fair. he wouldn't give away the thing, uh, the centerpiece to his turban if it was going to be destroyed. I mean, I bet Dawn would just give him, like, a shitty pearl. Like a little pearl. Not a fancy one. Not your best. Yeah, exactly. He, he did, like, a brocade. Yeah, a brocade pearl or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, it needs to be a very, uh, very high-quality pearl. Like worth at least a hundred gold, so... <laughs> <laughs> Dawn rolled a 11 on his arcana. Would he know if it if the spell would destroy it or not? 11. I'm gonna say you don't know for this spell exactly. You know that for some it does, for some it doesn't. Okay. Likely it doesn't, but you're not 100% sure. Alright. Dawn would certainly, like I said, Dawn would certainly offer small pearls, like the brocade pearls. Or the seed pearls sewn into his clothes. I can't use these. Ah, that's a shame. You know that the big one you have in your hat is uh, pretty useful. I don't think I'd even have to remove it. We could just put the hat on me for a while. And I could focus through that. Uh, you saying that it wouldn't be destroyed? Yes. Would it be affected in any way? It would glow for a while. Hmm. Then yes, no problem. Put the hat on me. I don't think they're supposed to just pop off turbans. Aren't you supposed to, like, retie them? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, shit, yes, of course, sorry. Uh, yeah, Dawn... <laughs> Dawn just takes out the uh, pin that holds it all together and gives it to Marjorie and just sort of stands there with a hand on the um, turbans to stop it all falling apart, waiting for it back. Okay, well, in that case, Marjorie just puts her hand on the pearl and uh, spends ten minutes casting Identify on this magic item. So we can find out exactly what it does. You hold uh, the pearl in one hand and the ball in the other, and you focus for ten minutes. The pearl glows slightly, the ball glows slightly, and uh, you're uh, meditating on it, and it starts to make sense. You start to understand the markings. You can sort of feel interpret the inner workings on it you know how it works and you figure out that that the transmutation magic that Cassie detected on this ball is in fact a tiny servant yay it's it's a tiny servant ant a tiny servant <laughs> tiny servant i did not even think of that did you not i assumed that was you making a clever joke i did not <laughs> no <laughs> Oh no! No, I'm I'm gonna give him a name. His name will be Sir Vant. So yeah, okay. No, the joke I was making that was that you know it's tiny and it has six legs like an ant. So that's why the engraving of an ant was along, you know. I like it. And you're trying you're trying to figure out what the activation word would be, but you can't. It's just doesn't like it's coming to you something, but. You just know sure how you would make it work, how how to phrase it, how the how to make it make sense in your ear to twisting it around in your mind and you're thinking how would how 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 do I make this work for me? How does I make this work? How does it work for me? And when you're muttering that you say the word aloud. You say how do how do I make this work for me? As you say the last two words for me. The six legs fold uh, out from the ball, and the top part, the top part of the ball pops out as well. 
uh, as a tiny head. That's terrifying. Uh, the minute the head pops back, probably sort of both just flinch away slightly. I mean, the head, it's like like the top part of the bubble, you know. I, I mean, the way that I've imagined it from the way you've described it, I kind of love how creepy it made it sound. Because I it, it just makes me think that this is like a small wooden human head on six legs. No, no, it's just it, it's a ball, and the top uh, top part of the ball. Uh, if you cut a straight line through the top third of it, through the top quarter of it, and uh, stuck it up on a stick so that it could like look around, the that's what that's what you would get. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Oh, it seems we got it working. Hey, well done. Oh wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> what can it do? GM, how common are these? This one? Don't roll me, Arcana. Thirteen. Thirteen. Hmm. I would say somewhat. Okay. Like, they're not, they're not, like, mass-produced or anything, but... It's, it's purely to see how interested Dawn would be. If, the, if he's encountered such things before and sort of knows about them as a magical item, he's not that interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, he knows that it's a thing. Okay. That's fine. Now that I know what it is, can I make another history roll? Sure. Twenty. Twenty. It's you, the archaeologist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now now did you see it pop up, rolling around, uh, still being held in Marjorie's hand? Like uh, your eye catches on a symbol, on a specific symbol on it, and you just get a flash of memory to Professor Katya showing you the uh, that ball. The, on an archeo- on the archaeological dig where you met uh, Decla. What what was the ball in? Did she bring it with her, or did we find it in the cave? So the ball itself was found outside the cave by a shepherd, but then the village sent information about it to Professor Katya, and uh, she organized the um, expedition. But you you didn't actually met. I don't think you ever figured out what the point of the ball was. No, we didn't. You just found a temple there. We presumed it was a sacrificial, uh, some other method of uh, devotion, like baptism or something, the equivalent of. Possibly, yeah. At the time of the dig, you didn't figure out what the ball was about. Maybe somebody has figured out since, since you know it was two years ago. Um, I'm pretty sure Dawn would have followed that. Like, maybe you would follow, but it's been a, you've been on a gap year, so... Maybe if it was found in this during this time. I, I will make a note to ask once I get back to Tarish. Yeah. What is it a symbol of? Sorry. Just a weird marking, but you recognize the shape and it uh, flashed a memory in your mind. Dawn reaches out his hand and goes, may I? Uh, uh, me? <laughs> I ask Kasney. Kasney sort of like, yeah, um, sure. Uh, if you uh, know anything about it, it looks quite fascinating, although... Um, you know, if somebody could tell me what it is supposed to do, that would be quite nice. <laughs> I uh, say to the spider, go to that guy. Let's see if it obeys me since I... I mean, it's in your it's in your hands currently, so... But uh, you're sitting on the ground, are you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm small enough that sitting on the ground is probably pretty comfortable. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, because c- you are just casting the ritual, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Okay, so you're sitting on the ground and it uh, jumps out of your hand onto the ground and uh, uh, and it scurries off towards Dawn. Dawn picks it up. Interesting. This is a magic item, so it, it's a once a day. Once a day, you can animate it for eight hours. Cool. That's awesome. This is a, immune to poison and psychic damage and being blinded and charmed and deafened and exhausted and frightened and paralyzed and petrified and poisoned. Yeah, cuz it's cuz it's a construct. Oh, it has yes, it has blind sight. That's useful. But also it's like 5 centimeters across. It seems like it's mainly useful for doing small tasks, but I love that stuff. Maybe it can spy for us if there's any way to, you know, communicate with it. It has an intelligence of 2, so <laughs> So it does. <laughs> You can't even use like you can't even use like um, spells to communicate with something that dumb, can you? No, you can mentally control it or something. Yeah, uh, Dawn picks up the tiny servant and looks at it. Does it appear like old, really old? Roll investigation. Um. Okay. I I would also like to like take time over this. Like, if we want to travel and look at this, if we don't have to 
Yeah, yeah, you can then... Oh, and Dawn takes the uh, pearl back, <laughs> sort of pins it back in. <laughs> can I buy it from you? No. Uh, it's got sentimental value. My grandmother gave it to me. 100, 100 gold. To do what? My nails? No, to, for the pearl. <laughs> and Dawn just walks off looking at the um, tiny servant laughing. Oh. What a prick. Yeah, he can be kind of an asshole sometimes. Rich people. Um, I rolled a 21 on my investigation check. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you um, look over this um, tiny ball. So yeah, it was sold as a toy. So you're thinking that whoever sold it did not actually know what it was. But you do see a lot of wear on it, actually. Just sort of, you know, general surface scratches. Tiny scratches that occur during, you know, lifetime of an object. But it does seem a bit old for a toy. Uh, Dawn is an archaeologist. So you'd expect him to say... It belongs in a museum, except the type of archaeologist he is. He would probably say, it belongs in a private collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. you see, Dawn, Dawn is very self-centered in his archaeology, but not to that extent. It's more, he wants to find it, he wants to know what it does, and then he doesn't really care. It's more that he's found it, and he's figured out what it does. Well, if you don't care, maybe you'd go for the most lucrative avenue, which is most certainly not museums. <laughs> this is true but Dawn has money he doesn't do this for no, he, the money he does this for the lols <laughs> the, the archaeology is an interest I can has artifact <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> ancient memes wow maybe the person who sold it really did uh, know what it does it was just like this is a cool thing to give to a kid because then they have a little toy that will do what they say Mm. Mm. Uh, after he's finished like looking over it and studying it, he'll uh, sort of draw himself back towards where the groups are. Another thing you notice is that its uh, front two legs sort of reverse, and there's can reverse, and there's tiny blades on them. Ooh, spicy! Um, I test one of the blades with a pad of a finger. It's sharp, razor sharp. Do you want me to tell it to cut something? All the best toys can kill you. <laughs> I ordered back into Cassie's uh, arms and say, well, you've got yourself a new little servant. It's old, Cassie, I think. An old little servant? No, old as in connected to what we're dealing with. Oh, like an artifact. I, I show the symbol to uh, Decla, actually, mm-hmm. and go, um, that cave we were in um, on that dig. Do I recognize it? Do you remember seeing this anywhere in it? Um, Roll history. Can I check if I recognize the symbol? Having been a librarian for so long? You have been a librarian for so long. It's uh, 12. 12. That club... No, you don't. You Actually, you don't. Yeah, don't. I kind of phased out mm-hmm. with a lot of that. You remember, like, the stuff that happened in the cave, but you don't really remember... Yeah, we had to, like, fight things, and they were... Those mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. and we got, like, the North Pointy Orb, but that's better. Oh, yeah, that thing I gave to you. Comes in useful. We were called, I was called to a dig um, with the university because a farmer found this symbol uh, on, was it on a gem? No, it was a ball. Oh, it was another ball. Yeah, no, that, you don't, uh, the farmer found a ball. I'm not sure right now if I described it back then, but it was sort of a black metal. Okay. And there was, there were symbols on it as well. So it might have been another one of these. Possibly. I I don't know is the short answer, but he found this sim- this symbol on it among others, and through that we found a temple dedicated to the huntress goddess, goddess of the hunt. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Sorry, but Dawnwood. What Dawn? Uh, yeah, it's very <laughs> much Dawn's thing. Is it Allura? Okay, Malora. It's a cultural thing. It makes sense if you would know, right? No. It's ancient cultural. Don't don't aim from around these parts. Oh, okay. She's from a different culture, and also this is ancient culture. Like, this is a thousand years ago. But yeah, okay, I mean, technically you are studying this, so yeah, it's it's Melora. Also, Decla would remember, because old gods, and we went to a temple and identified a load of them. Which leads me to believe that if it's involved in this, then it's it doesn't look a thousand years old, but maybe... I mean, it appears to be made of copper. 
doesn't copper, you know, go all weird and green and Yeah, but it's also magic. That is true. That's true. Interesting. That's old. Uh be interesting to see if it can if you can gain any information from like what it's been doing or who had it before. Uh and then I will tell the uh tiny servant go to Kasney to see if it listens to me. Technically Marju was the one who activated it, so no it doesn't. I guess it's mine for today. <laughs> guess so? Um I'll just uh can I order it to listen to what you say? I'll try that. Uh listen to what Cassie's tells you to do, okay? Be a good boy. <laughs> and I pet the little machine. <laughs> ding ding ding. I don't I don't think that's how it works. I don't think it can do that. Ka- yeah, yeah, I know, but we don't know that. And then I'll just follow Cassie around for the rest of the day and mentally order it to do what Cassie tells it to do. Uh Cassie will uh, because he doesn't know it won't work. Uh, and because it probably will work because Marjorie, um, we'll tell um, we'll, we'll tell the uh, the tiny servant to uh, chase Dawn. I make it chase Dawn. Okay, Dawn, you're chased by a tiny, tiny little robot thingy. <laughs> it catches up to me. <laughs> I'm not trying to avoid it. Yeah, climb up his leg. I'm asking. I'm, I'm telling it to climb up his leg. It does that. Uh, Dawn takes it from his leg and puts it on the floor. Uh, no, just holds it in two fingers. It can't do anything now. Away from the blades. <laughs> do you think it can use those sharp little legs to scratch writing into something? Possibly. Those blades are very sharp. Yeah. Um. You know, you, you should name it. Cherry would probably like a, a friend. <laughs> Cherry gets a bed. Oh, yeah. Cherry and the psychotic marble. The little, the little ant thing will uh, we can ride on like the on the back of Cherry or on Cherry's arm or something. That'll be adorable. Yes. <laughs> Riding it, we're gonna become the weird, weirdest bunch of people. It's yours. What do you want to call it? Didn't you say you're gonna call it Sir Vant? Yeah, I could call it that. What do people think about Sir Vant? That's pretty good. And you just call him Vant. Yeah, just Vant for short. I like it. And I hereby knight you Sir Vant, and I I do a little gesture with my. With like an arrow, uh, a crossbow bolt. It's, it's an appropriately sized sword. <laughs> Cute. I didn't appreciate you were royalty, Marjorie. <laughs> well, I'm like a robot royalty. Mar- Marjorie is the progenitor of an in- of an entire sort of dynasty of uh, of gnomes, so it sort of makes sense. I don't believe in states. That's fair. Oh, that's fair. One of these radical free thinkers, are you? I'm an anarchist. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, my favorite grandmother. <laughs> I always like the idea of anarchy, but it's not a sustainable. Does Dawn really think that? No. <laughs> okay. D- Dawn probably actually just blinks because he has no concept of the idea of anarchy. D- Dawn and Marjorie will debate the uh, merits and downfalls on this journey, mm-hmm. I suspect, because Dawn has no concept yes. of anarchy. We spend the next week talking politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, as you you continue walking for the next few days, and my question is, who radicalizes who? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm 420 years old. You can't change my mind. I was going to say, I, th- I feel like they're both too strong-willed. <laughs> At a stretch, maybe Dawn, but really, I don't. I don't see it. Dawn, Dawn likes like he likes some aspects of it, like the whole no rules, no master stuff, but. I just hand you a copy of the Communist Manifesto and leave it at that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, by Mal Barks. I remember him. <laughs> Famous gnome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mar- Margie personally knew him. He's an old lover from my 20s. You continue walking. Uh, the next few days, the political debate happens. The weather is uh, fairly stable. There isn't any rain to... Like the worst it gets, it's overcast one day, but the next uh, the next day it's uh, sunshiny again. So, after a few days on the road, uh, Raven comes back again with a reply from the boneyard uh, that says, "We were considering writing you off our shit list. You are there forever." What? Oh no! Well, it seems you have you tarnished your reputation. To be fair, I did kill one of them. You did. <laughs> yeah, that might be a deciding factor. It was a terrible idea to begin with. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to. That spell, I'd not used it before. At least not What's on... done is done. 
Not that, but working with him again. That was an accident. Yeah, so... Dawn just shakes his head when he hears this. Are we there yet? Not quite yet. Don't make me turn this chair around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point that definitely has to happen. Like, Dawn, you, you and Marjorie are having a heated debate. <laughs> and you dis- disagree on something. <laughs> and Marjorie just yells out. <laughs> You don't make me turn this chair around, young man. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you continue walking uh, up the road towards north. You know, it's been a it's been a pretty steady walk. You've had a steady pace. You know, uh, oh. uh, uh, Cora just posted something in the chat. I mean, if and... Cherry was if Cherry was enlarged, I mean, how big can you enlarge something? Twice the size it is. Yeah, it becomes it becomes a large. We can probably just all sit in it. Well, large is the size of a horse. You would probably still need a, a car. And large reduce only lasts for a minute anyway, so any car dragging would be pointless. <laughs> yeah, it shrinks and we all get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, we can attach a cart to Cherry, and I very much like that idea. Yeah, on your on your uh, second day of the journey, you uh, pass a, a small, lonely farmhouse and... You actually uh, uh, spend the night at the farm and uh, somebody comes up with the idea that you could uh, tie... Decla comes up with the idea that you could tie a cart to Cherry and uh, you get you get a cart of the farmer and you you pay a few coin, which, you know, it's not a problem. You can afford it and you go on your way. Yeah, I trick out the cart with a uh, music box that I build. Uh-huh, with a music box and uh, blinking lights and you have... <laughs> Portable rave. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, no, but I, I do put a music box on there uh, with everyone's favorite song, whichever that is in this universe. 500 kilometers. Miracle Fence. <laughs> miracle Fence. Okay, it's Miracle Fence. Yeah, I play Miracle Fence. You take a few more days, and uh, one of the days uh, you make camp for the evening. Decla gets a little antsy. Uh, she decides to go out on a hunt to cool her nerves. Uh, she sets out the traps, comes back, and hopefully you'll have some uh, fresh uh, breakfast in the morning. And, you know, it all all follows as it usually does. You make you make camp, you take watch. And, Decla, when your turn is up for the watch, you spend watching for about an hour and you hear a wolf howl. And it startles you a little bit. But you can tell, like, something is wrong. It's hard to explain, but, like, you sort of feel an ache in the back of your shoulder, like the way something was wrong about that wolf howl, and you go to check it out. Oh. Ah. Um. Do you do you wake someone up to take your watch before you do, or? Uh, I can handle it. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Just take your staff with you. You follow into the woods where you heard the howl, but more than following the sound, you follow. The sort of an instinct you you have. You recognize the trees that you walk through, and this is near where you set your traps this evening. And you pass a familiar spruce tree, you jump over a mossy boulder, and there under an oak tree, caught in a trap you set, is indeed a wolf. And it sees you and it snarls at you, and you sort of feel a memory of an ache and the bite mark scar on your arm. Not again. <laughs> I'll wrap um, some cloth around its snout so it can't bite, and then I will mm-hmm. release it from the trap. You come near it, it still snarls at you. Um, roll me an animal handling, actually. Fifteen. So yeah, it snarls at you, and uh, as you continue nearing it, it uh, continues snarling, but you sort of calmingly re- reach out your hand towards it. You know, at far enough distance, you know, that can sort of tell you don't mean it harm. And it calms down. You wrap a cloth around it just to be sure, and you release the trap. And it takes a step back. It sort of hobbles on its arm, and it stares at you. And you stare back. And you stare at each other. And in a moment, you just understand. You you have this understanding that sh- the the forest, the woods around you, everything just makes suddenly makes sense. And any fear you had of this wolf, and it it just washes away. You're kneeling there next to the trap, looking at this wolf, and it uh, walks towards you, and it licks your face, and then it runs off. Can I put some healing hands into it? 
as it leaves. Sure, yeah, as it com- comes to you to uh, lick your face, you pat its neck and uh, you cast Healing Hands, and it runs off into the night, uh, no longer hobbling on its leg. And I will return to my watch mm-hmm. and meditate on my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for some reason, you the back of your shoulder still hurts. But it's not like a pain, it's more like you feel it there and it's, you don't know what's going on. But yeah, this was an experience. Yeah. Definitely thinking on it. Something has happened. Don't know what. So yeah, eventually your watch is over. You go to sleep, someone else takes over, you wake up in the morning. Well, for some reason you feel a bit wiser and somehow more ready. Mm. <laughs> well, time for yoga. Time for yoga. <laughs> And um, the rest of the party then eventually w- wakes up and you uh, continue your way on the cart, uh, dragged by a chair. Not a smooth ride. We've got to get some suspension in this. I mean, I'm I'm an artificer. Can I just build more carts with art with better parts on the way? I would say yes, you can upgrade this cart, but do you have the parts for it? I have Smith's tools. But nothing too Smith. No. Fine, I'll have to upgrade them when we get somewhere then. <laughs> you continue the way further towards the north. The forest around you is mostly birch trees by now. There's a few uh, lonely farms on the outskirts. And sometime in the afternoon, uh, you turn around the low rolling hill. And in the distance, you see, on the horizon, you see the village of Nearpart. Nearpart! We made it! I can't wait to see Matt. Can we also see the lake? Yeah, I would say yeah. You're a you're a bit up. Uh, this area is mostly uh low rolling hills, so you are a little bit up on the little bit up above the lake level. So uh, you do see it in the distance, sort of glistening in the afternoon sun. After about another hour of walking, you reach the town. You you pass a few lonely farms on the outskirts, and you. We'll continue our way into the town proper. Uh, Marjorie, it's been about 10 years since you were here last. And uh, the town has grown a little bit in that time. Uh, you still mostly recognize it from the last time you were here, but... Um, it's like I was here yesterday. <laughs> most of the buildings are made out of uh, gray wood. Um, the main streets are paved with uh, slabs of dark stone. The... Uh, smaller streets and uh, the alleys are just mud roads, dirt roads. Isn't it romantic? <laughs> and you go uh, further up along the south road uh, and it leads you to the main square from where you're absolutely sure you can find your way to your grandson's house. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, um, just roll me up. What, what would you roll for that? Um, survival? Uh, yeah. Just in case. Navigate. Well, what would be the navigation check in this? Oh, oh shit. Yeah, there isn't a navigation check. I would say it's survival. Survive. Survival is normally used for navigation, but in a city you might use something else. Yeah, that that's why it, that's why it's because it's in a city, you know. History, maybe? History. History. To remember when you were here last, that's a good point. Or just a flat intelligence. Okay, well, if it's history, it's uh, 18 plus 8. If it's flat intelligence, it's 18 plus 5. Yeah, no, you absolutely know. Like, So if you're here at the well in the middle of the city, right here, you, uh, you pass the blacksmith down that street, and you, uh, you pass the bar down that street, and then you turn left at the, at the shop on that corner, and then uh, left, right, left, and you're... You reach your grandson's house. Here we are. Uh, sitting on the porch outside, uh, sort of uh, doing some embro- embroidery is uh, a middle-aged uh, orc lady. Uh, seems to be somewhat older than, somewhat older than Decla. Uh, you, Marjorie, you recognize uh, that to be your um, grandson's wife. Olga? Is that you? An orc and a gnome. That's, like, adorable. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, she looks up. Big buff lady, tiny little man. Not so sweet. Hello. Olga, it's me, Marjorie. M- Marjorie? What are you doing here? Um, we weren't expecting you. And uh, she, she sets aside her embroidery and she 
stands up and she uh, she runs down the stairs to uh, to uh, give you a hug. I yeah, I hug her leg, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she bends down. It's been so long. I uh, you have a chair now. I do. I need. I I'm not as strong as I used to be, so I need some help to get around. That makes sense. How old are you now? Uh, Four hundred and fifteen or something was it? I've just entered my four hundred and twenties. Wow. I'm uh, I'm getting up there. I'm getting very high up in the numbers. <laughs> That's amazing. Are we? Um, we weren't expecting you. Who Who are your friends? Uh, um, okay, Olga. Uh, I want you to meet the uh, the gang. This is uh, uh, Decla. Bow. She just uh, sort of curtsies back. Cassidy here is a uh, a water person. Water Genasi? Uh Yes. Yes. Sorry, um, I don't want to be rude. Yes, that, that that's correct. Yeah, that's uh that's so great. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever met a Quadrigenasi. Uh, well, I am very unusual. <laughs> indeed. He's, he's lovely. <laughs> and and Dawn here likes to wear uh, suits with boob windows. <laughs> well, I'm a, a man of fashion, are you? Fashion is something so ghastly it needs to be replaced every six months. I wouldn't put too much stock near it. Oh, all right. Um. Yeah, well, it's it's lovely to meet you all. Um, Come in, come in. Yes, thank you, thank you. C- come inside. I, I'm so so sorry. You weren't expecting visitors, so I haven't really cleaned. And you walk in, then the house is spotless. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie, did you not give this poor lady advance warning that she'll be expecting house guests? And how would I have done that? Would you say? Do you not have any messaging spells? N- no. You could have borrowed my raven. I didn't know that's how it worked. I didn't know it was your raven. I thought it was someone else's raven coming to you. Oh no, no! Oh, sorry. No, that was that's that's uh, that's my raven. Uh, you could have you you could have borrowed it. It's um it's not being used right now. And I produce a little statuette and hold it up. Yeah, um, Marjorie, can you roll me a quick arcana? Uh, absolutely. Twenty. Don, I think I've mentioned this before to you, but you both know about silver ravens. Like in the university, there the the means of uh, communication between the professors. They don't work like this. They don't turn into a mist. And uh, uh, yeah, Marjorie, as, as far as you know about the ravens, you've seen this one turn into a mist and materialize. They don't usually do that. Yeah. Just, just, just a quick note. I thought we'd had this this conversation before and sort of half figured out why it happened. Maybe you did mention it. I'm just mentioning it again for uh, Marjorie. Well, I was wondering, like, what, what what's the range on it? Is it like a magic item? You know, I'm not sure about the range. Out of character, I know this thing does not have the range to have gone to see the boneyard. But uh, yeah, no, I I I I don't know. I haven't really tested it. I've only we've only we've only used it a few times. Um, I, it, honestly, I mean, I only picked it up last week. Oh. Has it only been? It has only been about a fortnight, hasn't it? Yeah, you've you've been on the road for six days now. This is the sixth day since leaving the previous town, but we hadn't had a full week before that. We'd only had about three, four days. Just in case anyone was curious, just in case anyone is keeping time, which you just said you did. So yeah, she uh, leads you into the house, and it's spotless. Uh, I assume uh, Mert is out fishing on the lake? Uh, he's out in the market. He and Till went to the market. Uh, they, they should be back. Uh, you, you just miss them by maybe 10 minutes. They should be back within the hour. Um, can I get you anything? Anything uh, to eat? Anything to drink? You must have had a long journey getting here. Uh, yes, just uh, show me the kitchen and I'll get started. Oh, Marjorie. Nan, it's fine. It's Listen, come come with me to the kitchen. I need to talk to you. Oh, oh okay. And I just want to take her aside and explain. Listen. We need. I need you to let us stay here for a little while, potentially. We might be moving on very soon, but we're in some trouble and we need a little place to lie low. And I know that after all the... the- Marjorie, your family, of course you can stay here. Okay. You sure? Yes. Good. Then I'm going to make a, a fantastic dinner for all of us. <laughs> Come on, you're, you're our guest here. Okay, but I need you to not ask what we did. That's... Okay. Don't talk. We don't talk about it. Did something bad happen? Do I need to be worried? No. 
Don't worry about it. Great, great, great. Uh, okay, but will, will you be fine? I'm, I'm always fine. I mean, you know, no, you are getting up in age a bit. I, I, ju- I just don't want something bad to happen to you. I slap her. <laughs> that's very rude. That's that's very rude. That's fair. Very disrespectful to the matriarch. I I I, I didn't mean anything bad about it. I'm just. I know what I'm doing. Okay, but you really don't have to make dinner. Okay. If, well, fine. But I'm cooking tomorrow because I have been on the road for a week, and I miss it. That's fine. Actually, I might need to run out to the market and tell my darlings to to bring back more food. Uh, we weren't expecting company, you know. Oh, absolutely. I understand. I I'm gonna go back into the others and. Okay, and uh, yeah, as you sort of uh, uh, settle down in the living room, I guess finally taking a bit of rest after your uh, long journey. Uh, this is where we'll end this episode. Dice Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. Dice Out Now Game is a part of Be Gay Roll Dice, a podcast network for actual play podcasts made by LGBT folk. Follow them on Twitter at Be Gay Roll Dice and check out other wonderful shows on the network. If you can, please rate and review our podcast and tell your friends about us. Now, game, game, game. Hi, my name is Mackenzie. And my name is Rachel. And together we're Dungeon, Dungeon Wives! The game where two sapphics in love play a little bit of D&D. We tell a story of a young tiefling named Alkaini who goes on a journey to find a destiny greater than herself. And possibly a wife. And possibly a wife. You can find us at DungeonWives.com and also... At DungeonWives on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks! Bye! Bye! Be gay! Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.